You're listening to Informed, informal chats about theological topics to help us know and understand God together. Informed. Informed. Hi everyone, Simeon here. Welcome to Informed, uh, where today I'm sat down with Mike Frisbee. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Simeon. And we're talking today about um, uh, the place of the law. Uh, in the life of the Christian and our freedom from the law and and whether we're free to do as we like. Um, so one of the most famous freedom verses is Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Uh, don't be uh, subject to a yoke of slavery. That's talking about freedom from the Old Testament law. So, so Mike, if Christians are free from the Old Testament law, are we free to do whatever we like with our lives? Uh, no, I don't think we are. Um... Uh, when we talk about freedom, um, you know, it's a freedom from something, but a freedom for something as well. And so even back in the Old Testament, when God gave his law to his people, it was after uh, they had been saved and delivered out of Egypt. And uh, so the law wasn't a question of um, do this and I'll deliver you. It was meant to be the fruit uh, of their deliverance as they lived in a way that uh, pleased God. So freedom is freedom for something. And the New Testament is very clear. It's, it's, it's a freedom to live for Christ and to live a life that is worthy um, of God's glory and God's honor. Uh, so, no, we're not free. And uh, indeed, uh, further down in, in uh, you know, after cha- uh, in chapter five, uh, you know, Paul talks about don't uh, now that you're free, don't give opportunity for your old sinful nature. Don't indulge your flesh. Why? Because you need to uh, become more like Christ. And uh, that's God's goal for each one of us and, and for us as a community, that we should demonstrate Christ-likeness in our relationships together. Um, the old verse, uh, you know, Jesus command, um, yeah, know you by your love for one another. Uh, these are important things. So, yeah, it's not just a, a freedom so that we can do our own thing. And uh, even though the world is, uh, you know, very much like that these days, our culture, that we can make, you know, our own way, our own decisions on what life's about, what the purpose of life is for, uh, we are actually saved, uh, you know, to do what uh, God wants. Um, Kevin DeYoung says, the Bible gives us a different way of talking about freedom. Real freedom is not the ability to be whoever you want to be. Real freedom is the ability to be who you ought to be. There is a right way to live. And this means that there is a purpose to our freedom. And uh, so, yeah, we're not saying that because we're free from uh, the, the law that we can just do our own thing. Um, there's a life that uh, God wants us to live, and it's a life that's, uh, that's modeled on Jesus. Mm. So, so the, the pattern in the Old Testament is actually more similar to the pattern in the New Testament, Testament than we might think. You know, first, redemption gracious rescue um and then god saying right now now i've i've rescued you out of slavery i'm i'm giving you a new way to live so that you can um be my images reflect me to the rest of the world yes that's so true simeon and um you know when you do read in the old testament particularly moses in in deuteronomy um he makes it plain that uh, god uh, wanted to draw together a, a holy nation, uh, a priesthood, and he wanted them, uh, the, the Israelites, to be his treasure possession uh, so that he could delight in them and they could delight in him. So many of the Old Testament laws 
are demonstrations of God's character and God's nature. And so he wanted uh, the Israelites to be a light to the nations. And in the same way with us, that, uh, you know, having been uh, delivered from the penalty and power of sin and been born again, um, God wants us too uh, to be different. And, and Peter, you remember in his epistle, talks about we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God to declare his works who's brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And uh, so, yes, there's a, a purpose to our deliverance, a good mirror there, that Israel was saved, they were redeemed, and uh, they were taken uh, out of that. And uh, the way that they lived as a, a nation was meant to be a testimony um, to the other nations around them, that they lived in a distinctive and more radical way. And I think it's the same is true for us in the New Testament, that having been born again, having uh, you know, new life given to us, become new creations, uh, we too individually and uh, more importantly as a community uh, should be a testimony. And, and Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount talks uh, about us being sought and light uh, to the world. Yeah. And, and you mentioned there that the Old Testament law um, reflecting the character of God. Um, so as we seek to be sought and light um, under the new covenant, the old we're not under the Old Testament law in terms of its specifics, but it still gives us a revelation of, of what God's like and therefore what we should be like. Yes, I think that's true. That's why I think it's really important that, um, you, you know, we read the Old Testament. It's all sad when you find folk who kind of reside, if I could put it that way, in the New Testament. Whereas, uh, uh, you know, when we go back to the Old Testament, we do see principles, we do see uh, the law that God gave and, and you know, we can understand the kind of ways that we, we should be living um, from those things. Um, but of course, it's, it's how we do that. Do we do that by human achievement, human effort, um, or do we do it by the power of the Spirit? And, uh, and that's the difference when we come to the New Testament, um, that we are no longer trying to keep it by our own efforts, but by the Spirit that resides uh, within us. But in the Old Testament, the law, uh, I mean, Paul, even in the New Testament, says the law is good. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the law. It, uh, you know, the weakness was with us, uh, with our inability to keep it because of our, our old sinful nature. Um, but the law itself is a delight. And uh, if you read through, you know, the Psalms like Psalm 19 or 119 and other places, you find that God's people of old delighted in the law. Uh, they said it was more precious than wealth and riches. And uh, so we mustn't think of the law as, as something awful, um, but it was something, uh, as we said a moment ago, that uh, well, demonstrates the character of God. And uh, God wanted his people to delight in that, uh, the things that he shared with them. He wanted them to delight in because he wanted to delight in them as his people as well, to have them as his treasured possession because they reflected uh, his glory and his character into the world. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the big difference is that we're now a people filled with the Spirit. So that I'm, I'm sure that'll be very familiar to some, but perhaps uh, some of our listeners might be surprised to sort of have the Spirit as the central difference in terms of lifestyle and ethics and so on. He's not just about prophetic words and, and encounters and meetings. Yes, I think we, we often forget that, that the Holy Spirit is given to us in order that we might become more Christ-like. And uh, when even Jesus, before he returns to heaven, talks about you'll receive power 
uh, when my spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. And of course, our witnesses is about the way we live as well as what we do in terms of our, our spoken communication of the gospel. So, yeah, the gift of the spirit dwelling within us is there. I mean, part of the, our new covenant uh, that we read of in Jeremiah and Ezekiel is God says under the new covenant, he will give us a, a new heart and a new spirit and uh, and the spirit will move us uh, to keep his laws. So there's a, an internal uh, motivation and uh, and stirring, which is what Paul says, of course, in Philippians 2.13, God is at work within you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So yes, living by the spirit um, is, is so vital and walking with the spirit, as Paul says in, later in that Galatians 5. And, and we have to learn how to do that. It's not something that comes overnight, even though the spirit resides in us. Learning to have fellowship with him, remembering the Holy Spirit is a person, he's not a force, he's a person, he's the third person of the Trinity. And uh, knowing how to be friends with him, because scripture says, you know, we can quench the spirit, we can grieve the spirit, uh, is something that we learn. And so we can increasingly, um, you know, find the spirit at work within us, uh, changing us, transforming us as we become too obedient to the stirrings that he gives to us, but also as he highlights the word of God to us. Great. Well, for much more on this, listen to the full length podcast. Uh, but for now, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Thank you.